2: Welcome to the Rosecast, the number one bachelor recap podcast, hosted by a male and racial best friend duo plus one. Today, we are lucky enough to have a very special guest, Kate Casey, a stand-up comic, author, and host of the podcast "Reality Life" with Kate Casey. Welcome, Kate.
1: Thank you so much. I'm super pumped to talk to you about this bizarre show.
2: <laughs> Bizarre is a good way to put it, I think. <laughs> I'm going to sell your podcast quickly, and you tell me if it's good, if it's an accurate sell. Okay. If you consume a wide swath of reality TV content, with, which I think most of our listeners do, yeah. Reality Life, that's the show for you. You've got behind-the-scenes interviews with not just cast members, but producers, directors, things of that nature. A few weeks ago, I saw you had The Creator of Love is Blind mm-hmm. on. Mm -hmm. as well as Mark Cuevas from the show. Mark, who got the shaft, fan favorite, I might add. AB didn't watch, so this is over his head, but things of that nature. I was just listening to the one you had with the reporter who hosted the Wondery podcast, Joe Exotic, Tiger King.
1: Yes, that was a great one. I I love that one interview. That was great. And then I'll do... Uh, today, this morning, I interviewed for Friday's podcast. Um, the executive producer of The Masked Singer, she created Ladies of London, Ooh. and also was the person responsible for bringing Dancing with the Stars to the states. And then I, oh, tomorrow's episode, uh, Wednesday's episode is the are the two executive producers of the documentary on HBO called Atlanta's um, Missing and Murdered: The Lost Children, which is about the two years from 1979 to 1981, where all of these little African-American boys were murdered. A lot of podcasts have covered it. Yeah. I've listened to a
0: podcast on that.
1: Yeah. They did uh, a documentary about it. And I think everyone's going to love it because they show all of this archival footage and they do interviews with the family members of the little boys that were killed. And they really kind of go in-depth on Wayne Williams, who was arrested, and kind of pick away at the theory by police officers that he was responsible for all of the murders. So that's interesting. And then, you know, it just kind of differs. Like, And then next week, I'll interview the new Real Housewife of New York. And mm. yeah, so it's always different. Anybody under the umbrella of unscripted TV. But the other great part about it is I'll have a recurring segment where I ask people to review reality shows. So for example, you guys are going to come on and review this new Netflix show called, what is it like too, hot, too hot to handle or something? I don't even forget.
2: Yeah, oh. I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm kind I'm almost scared to watch that show.
1: <laughs> I'm excited, it's, but it's, it's, it's great like that because I think that anybody that loves reality, uh, Anything in unscripted TV, you can listen to the show and you can get show recommendations. Sometimes we, it's like we're, we're, um, we're doing the job for you. and We'll review, review it for you and tell you if it's worth watching. So I think in the process, I get to just learn about a lot of different TV shows. Like one, By the way, after I watched this episode, I watched a show right after on NBC called Songland. And I think that's the show to watch this week. It's really well done
0: reality tv
1: yeah it's so it's basically like songwriters get the chance every episode's with a different recording artist and and these three songwriters pitch to them a song that they've written and then the judges which make up ryan tedder from one republic esther dean who's written stuff for rihanna (laughs) they tweak it for the artist and i don't care about music i really don't give two shits about it but i actually that's good
2: to know right today
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like I don't really, care. you know what I mean. Like I don't yeah. really care that much. But I thought it was kind of interesting because you get to see the work that goes into a song and very collaborative, very cool.
0: So it's pretty big name people. Then you said Ryan Tedder.
1: Right? Is, is he a yeah. judge or is he the? No, yeah, it's like they're they're judges. They're not even really judges. They're. Now, the, I would say that the artist, the band, so the episode last night was Lady Antebellum. So they actually choose the song that they want to take, uh, that they'd like to perform and take for their own album. But okay. so these three songwriters who are, you know, been working forever pounding the pavement, they get to pitch them their song. So the other three, I guess you would call them judges, but they're hosts almost. Ryan Tedder from One Republic, Esther Dean, who's written hits for like Rihanna and a bunch of people, and, and another gentleman, I forget, but they kind of help the songwriters tweak their songs. And I, the person that ends up winning, I can't get that song out of my head.
2: That sounds so far up your alley, A.B. I'm surprised you didn't yeah, know anything about I'm, it, frankly.
0: I'm a little upset I watched what I did. Yesterday, which was the oh, show we're going to talk on. about, instead of that <laughs> show.
1: Well, I will say, <laughs> like, after I, I, so I watched that after Listen to Your Heart, and I thought, oh my god, these are like real musicians. This is like for oh. real <laughs> this
0: is, I think, This is an adult show. <laughs>
2: I think there was one for real musician on Listen to Your Heart, unless you it was dubbed i'm not ruling out the possibility that producers dubbed a better singing voice over this person than i'm thinking of <laughs> but there might have been one um okay that sounds fabulous because there are as you know there are so many options for reality tv now it's almost hard to keep up so if you position it as check out this episode and we'll tell you whether or not you should watch it yeah that's a nice you know service to
1: have yes Yes, and then I'll put out a list every week of like this is what you should watch, this is what you should skip. Because sometimes I feel like you know, we're overwhelmed by by a marketing campaign for a new show and like it's like let me do the dirty work for you. I'll watch it mm-hmm. and I'll tell you whether or not to watch it.
2: I have a theory that people watch Netflix shows, they binge them, they watch all 10 episodes, 10 hours of their life and they like it no matter they say they like it just to almost justify the time they spent <laughs> watching it. So everyone says, you know, I'm a known Ozark hater, for example, A.B. Everyone I know who's seen Ozark says Ozark's great, and I think it's probably just because no, they spent 30 hours of their Let life watching it. Let me stop watching. you right, right there. Ozark's I is very good.
0: I actually just finished season three, and it's no phenomenal. Spoilers. All right. No, no spoilers.
2: spoilers. All right. Let me stop you right way there. Way off track. Yeah. Kate, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Um, I would like to know right off the bat, you've almost hinted at it already, what were you expecting of Listen to Your Heart as a reality TV connoisseur, and was it better, worse, or different than what you were expecting?
1: I think that Bachelor Nation is such a huge thing and that the producers were – somebody said, star is born, people can't get over this this imaginary relationship between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Let's make this into a show. If we get enough people that um, are young and hot and like to sing in front of like open windows, this could be a good (laughs) TV show. I think that it was the funny thing is they probably put this together quickly as something to go between Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. And I think that because of the pandemic, that people probably are way more interested than they would have been had that not had we not all been living in isolation. What do you guys think?
0: I think that's right on the head, A.B. I don't know about you. It's probably unfortunate that this is what a lot of people, probably a lot of non-Bachelor fans even, are going to oh. check this show out, saying what's The Bachelor all about, and they're going to get... This is this is what's going to be shown to them <laughs> instead of the flagship show, which isn't, you know, like the, the most quality. But I think it's a step up from from this even. So it's it's probably unfortunate for them.
1: I will say this, though, that maybe there is the a, there is a segment of the population that they could get new viewership because it has the singing elements. So in other words, people that love American Idol and the voice will be agreed interested in watching it and i it could skew the 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 typical viewership like every time i interview anybody that is on the bachelor i am always surprised when they tell me the the age of the dms they get for example john paul jones said the dms that i get are predominantly from girls that are like 16 17 years old i think that that makes up a huge part of their viewership are young girls who fawn over the contestants and look to put people like Ashley Kennedy, and Jared as like their relationship goals. So the good thing that might come out of this show is that the that the typical viewer age demographic is skewed a little bit higher. So people who are like in their late 20s, early 30s may begin to watch it in a way they hadn't for years because they knew after watching 17 episodes or seasons of it that it's a dumb show.
2: Interesting insight you do not normally get on the cast, frankly. Um, I, I want to know what you think of the. Speaking of Instagram, the idea that this show is kind of finally hard leaning into the notion that people are here for Instagram to begin with. You know, the casts are already filled with Jeds, right. so why not just make a whole spinoff centered around that idea? Did you get that feeling when you were watching the show, or do you think that's a positive or negative move for the franchise?
1: Well, I think it's an inevitable. I think that all reality shows have to lean into to two things. Most of the people that try out for these shows want to use it as sort some sort of platform. They want to use it as like a stepping stone to pitch another show, like a spinoff show, or they want to use it to have some sort of inf- Instagram influence or fame. I do think that... Um, that the one of the 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 other oh the other part is that they you have to break the fourth wall and i think that they're doing that a little bit like they're they're leaning toward that way i suspect as the season goes on they'll they'll break that down more um mm. like you you saw in the last season of the bachelor where they talk about the producer behind the scenes and kind of what's happening with filming so i think they have no choice but to lean into that because i don't think anybody with three brain cells is under the assumption that anyone would, you know, sign up for the show without having at least 80% of their goal being wrapped in some sort of infamy, right? Like, I don't believe that 21-year-old Jamie is like, I just want to go out and find the man I want to marry. She's 21. And she's like, how in the... But she's been
2: cheated on so many times, though. She's here for love, Kate.
1: But they're like, (laughs) I've been singing in my town. I can't, you know, I I've made these Instagram videos. It's not getting enough views. What else can I do? I have to throw myself onto a national show so I can at least get some sort of platform.
2: I think it'll pay off for most of them.
1: I think it will. I think it will too. I still
0: feel like they aren't leaning nearly enough. I need Instagram handles on my screen. I need to, (laughs) I need them talking about this type of stuff on air. Like, especially with this show, I want it with both shows and, Actually, because I think it'd it'd be more real if they talked about that type of stuff on Bachelor instead of it just being who's here for the right reasons. Like none of these people are 100 percent here for the right reasons. So let's just cut the act and (laughs) let's let's get down to business here.
1: Well, I feel like it's the the producers just they really want to continue that 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 goal of making a show that seems like it's. Romance based. It's like when I interviewed the creators of 90 day fiance, they said, we believe this is a show about romance. I was like, are you kidding me? Okay, But I feel like that is, they always come back to that. Our show is about romance. Your show is about people that are about 23 years old who don't want to work as substitute teachers and want to wear um, revolve clothing and become Instagram famous so that they can have free parties and get free things And then, you know, use it to become a spokesperson for a hair gel company. That's what your show is about. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, quickly, let's move on to the premise of the show for people who didn't watch, because I imagine most of the listeners to this episode will have not seen the show. Um, You think so? I honestly think so. We've had... We asked a couple months ago when these trailers first came out, we were like, hey, what do you think of listen to your heart? And the response was vitriolic. No one was interested. And we said, fine, we're not going to recap it. You know, have it your way, Cast Nation. And then, it, you know, quarantine comes around. It gets closer to it. I think a lot of people just guiltily tuned in. But even so, Ooh. I think a lot of them are not are not watching. Um, the premise is essentially Bachelor in Paradise with musicians not in paradise. Uh, if, you're, if, you're in a, if you're in a committed couple, you get to stay. There's 12 men to start, eight women. So four went home last night. Uh, we only knew one of their names, so it wasn't exactly an intense rose <laughs> ceremony, in my opinion. In the end, each couple performs a romantic duet on stage. In front of what I would describe as moderately famous music people, <laughs> they, <laughs> that's
0: that's what I realized. This might not be too good because Chris says it's in front of some of the biggest names in music industry, and then they flash the screen and It was Tay Diggs, Jason Tarek, and Caitlin Bristow on my screen, and I, way, I couldn't believe I mean, anything else he said.
1: I do This is this is something that I really just I I hate with the, every fiber of my being is that b- they bring back these people who were old contestants and it's like, enough. Can we just put them <laughs> on a boat and send them off? Like, I cannot stand it. Like, don't bring... The- oh, now they're going to be judging people on their song. Like, what the hell can... What the <laughs> what hell What does can Jason Rachel Tarek offer?
0: know about this? What can <laughs> what Rachel offer? Tartico. When you
1: grab the face, I really felt yeah. like there was a lot of emotion. I'm like, I may as well be a judge. This is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> and for, And a lot of the current couples, I personally i'm indifferent even different toward at best you know what i mean like i like rachel a lot but rachel and brian together i could do without on my screen i'm also
1: like i thought that she talked so much about it she's going to go back to the law firm he's got his chiropractic practice why don't you guys go back to work why are you on all these shows she's like hosting a show and i watched oh my god it was so funny she was the host of some dumb mtv show and we reviewed it and i just thought who oh, came up with that, yeah. a, the idea for her to host a show on MTV's demographic is skewed so young. And then somebody came up with the genius idea. Let's have a Rachel co-host. It was about catfishing. And she just like looked so miserable. She added no value to the show. I just think like once people go on shows like this, I remember um, who was it? Howard Stern said that he met um, Colton and he got so annoyed because mm-hmm. He asked him, what are you going to do after the show? And he said, well, I don't know. I'm kind of really into this entertainment thing. So I'm going to try to host. And Howard said, I got so pissed. I was like, what background do you have in hosting? And I'm, I was just like, oh, my God. Thank God someone else is saying it. <laughs> I just think that all of them they go on the show. Oh, you know, I, I can't wait to go back to my real life with my the new person in my life. And I'm going to just start my new second chapter in life. Um. Go back to your old job. Why do you have to host or be on every single show afterwards? Like, let the job go.
2: I don't think Howard Stern has to worry about Colton coming for his gig. Well, no, but I soon. think it was a,
1: it was a good point. He was like, <laughs> yeah, just because you were The Bachelor doesn't mean that you make a great host of a show.
2: You're not qualified. Yeah, yeah. Uh Ab, you've you neglected to mention Jason Moraz. So that's a big.
0: <laughs> it was just when he said that that was the first screen that. They showed me yeah. so I was I couldn't believe anything else he said. Jason Mraz is a big name. You're right. Uh one of them summed this
2: whole concept up as a real life stars born, which, and Kate, you mentioned it earlier. Spoiler alert. Well, Kate, have you seen a star? I assume you've seen a stars. Yeah, born. Yeah, and
1: by the way, I thought that movie was garbage.
2: <gasps> All right. Well that's right. a discussion for another time, Kate, <laughs> but <laughs> a star is born spoiler alert ends in tragedy folks so i don't know i don't know if that's the best comparison yeah that
1: was a little bit weird yeah and also bradley cooper's character and lady gaga's character are they seem talented and i again i can't i don't feel like i I have not been convinced that these people would could win any other show i think trevor uh, tried out for american idol and didn't make it very far so it's like I always say with reality stars, it's like they peel back the onion. So first you're on The Real Housewives of blah, bitty, blah. And then after you're kicked off that show, then you're going to maybe me go to like marriage boot camp. And after that, you're going to go to the Food Network and do some sort of cooking challenge. And then after that, you go to like, you know, Discovery Channel, and do something with your dog. This guy started out at American Idol and he's like talking to his agent, which I still can't believe he probably has, and said – Get me on any show where I can sing. I don't care what it is. If you get me on The Bachelor, fine, but I have to be able to bring my harmonica. Like, just get me somewhere on TV. <laughs>
2: um, I guess we'll get right into talking a little bit about the show. There's – I almost feel like the – I saw a tweet from Chris Harrison who said this was edited by the editors in their homes because of <laughs> the quarantine. And, you know, c- kudos to them for doing that. But I almost feel like you could kind of tell – that it was a little slapdash in parts they they flew through the cast intros faster than normal i think they flew through the mingling and and one of the two dates had less than a minute of screen time i think honestly and i feel like we didn't get to know more than half of the people after two hours. So I w- I'm wondering if either of you saw anyone that stood out between the intros or the mingling at the house other than Michael Todd, because I would like to discuss him specifically.
1: <laughs> I think that Jamie is a standout because she's 21. She's the prettiest, probably. She was wearing a bachelor gown, which I thought that was a terrible decision because you put her next to Samantha, who's wearing like the rocker outfit. Do you remember they had that show Rockstar excess? Do you remember that at all? It was, um, mm-hmm. in excess needed a new lead singer of their band. So it was this competition show where all these people lived in a mansion together and they were trying out to be the next singer. So they were all, they were just like, they wanted to get the part. So they were all rocked out. So this idea of we're all musicians and Samantha shows up and she's wearing the leather pants and she looks the part of a singer and then you have Jamie, and she's wearing the gown that you would wear for the rose ceremony in The Bachelor. I was like, you tried out for the wrong show, Dipwad. She was not <laughs> dressed appropriately. And then you have that Sheridan, who looks like a homeless Vietnam veteran. It made no sense at all. So I thought, Sheridan, that
2: long hair and the hat, yeah.
1: And then, oh, and then Julia, she looked like she was trying out for the Mrs. USA pageant. Sure. She, and she didn't look... They they said she was 28. I'm not age-shamey, but I just think that she just <laughs> didn't seem like she was in there. It seemed like a mom, the mom from Mean Girls, showed up to the mansion and was like, what are you guys doing? What's going on?
2: <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Amy Poehler. Yes. I always get her mix-up. <laughs> um, that kind of leads me into something else. Okay, so Michael Todd, do you, you know more about the behind-the-scenes stuff than we do. We're willfully ignorant of a lot of producer stuff mm-hmm. because we're kind of Pollyanna ish in that way.
1: I felt like he do was you... a plant. I do feel like he was a okay, plant. Okay. That
2: was my question for
0: you. Do you think, do plants exist? Oh, and yeah. do you think he was, of course one? they exist. All right. right yeah, I, this, I, you see this guy? <laughs> there's no other humans like him. I, yeah. True. I think
1: that they were like, okay, we can, there are some people who in the B- Bastion nation vernacular who are, Great for producers because they're like lap dogs and they'll do whatever mm-hmm. they want. Like, I felt like Ari was like that, easily convinced of things. Okay, like uh, he didn't realize that he wasn't in on the joke or part of the joke. Like, let's go to when we're in Paris. Why don't we have you go to Moulin Rouge and then you're going to perform with Becca and you're going to wear a top hat? And he's like, oh, all right. And it's like, you look like an <laughs> absolute idiot. And then I felt like Colton was a lapdog, like, all right, bungee jumping, like whatever. And either Michael Todd is one of those contestants where they're like, listen, we want you to be a super, super dick. Like just go in, be super smarmy, say this gross thing, play your guitar when it's inappropriate. It's either that or they purposely hired him or brought him on because he's sort of the the mole almost, like just take things up a notch. They may have thought it was too boring. Um, but remember when we're watching it, like by the time they jumped in the hot tub, it only been two hours. So I don't think they had the same, uh, course of events like they do with the bachelor where they're standing around in the cocktail hour for four hours in the middle of the night. I think that was all shot at a quicker pace because you have men and women in the show, not like one man Traipsing around, trying to have conversations with twenty-five women. I think it was at a quicker speed because the advantage of men and women together and the sexual chemistry. And they're like, "Sweet, if they're going to get in the hot tub after two hours, let's hope somebody takes their top off or like, like we get some serious, like at least up to third base action."
2: Does Michael Todd, a a a person like that on the show, does he think? I guess I'm wondering how in on it you thought he was. Based on his behavior, did he genuinely think he was getting a rose to the next episode? Did they do you think they the producers made him feel like your TV gold? We need you here.
1: I think it's that I think it's you okay. are unbelievable television. We think you're a real star. <laughs> we can see you taking it all the way to the top. Imagine how many people who will love to hear you strum that guitar. Your voice is like an angel and you have the looks of a young Brad Pitt. They say whatever they can to make these people amp up their personalities. Absolutely. Now you and I, we would go fuck off. Like, no, we're not doing that. But there are a lot of people who are are so excited to be on TV that they're easily um, persuaded to do things. And also remember all of these people have either given up their job or were unemployed. So the prospect of what's at the other end after the show, they're not really thinking about that. They're thinking about like this is my big swing um i'm up to bat and if i don't hit this out of the ballpark then this career that i have dreamt of will not happen so yeah i'll do whatever you want
2: i think probably he was gone because he's out of his he ran through his whole bag of tricks and they realized <laughs> oh you only you only do that one song
0: mt all right you time think to go. that's Maybe. what it was <laughs> i was i was actually stunned when he was sent home I thought for huh. sure he would. Some producer would have someone give him a rose. I really did. I, I couldn't believe when he didn't get that last rose from. Do you, Rudy, yeah, but, do you know what I think it
1: was too? I think that aesthetically, that they looked at all the people and they could see who was matching up, and they saw the Trevor and Jamie and Ryan at the love triangle, and. Um, the other girl was, she's 24 and she's like, my husband kept calling her the floozy, the one who was in the hot tub, Rudy, I guess. Rudy, yeah. Um, I just think that aesthetically they looked at him and they were like, you kind of look like you sell insurance. And maybe you're not like, (laughs) you're not, you're kind of bringing down the boat, right? Like you got, we got to get you out of here because apparently they're going to bring new people in all the time. So I think they needed to swap him out for somebody who has a younger look. Like, when you looked at Ryan, you're like, oh, okay, he's the John Mayer of the cast. I think they're going to try to get somebody who looks like Sean Mendez next.
2: Let's talk <laughs> about Ryan quickly uh, and his date with Jamie at Capitol. Now, you live in the yeah. big city.
1: I, I live in Southern California, yeah.
2: Okay, so you're aware of these. If we misname anything, let us know. Okay. Capitol, Capitol Studios, the famous Capitol Records building Yeah. Uh, with the guy who produced- Namely, John Mayer. That's most relevant here because we got the John Mayer lookalike slash wannabe um, who's going to sing Gravity with Jamie as a duet into Frank Sinatra's old microphones, no less. Um,
1: By the way, she was like, Who's Frank Sinatra?
2: Did she say that?
1: No, but I'm just I like, oh there's god, no I didn't way see this it
2: she, on her face. Well, it was believable when you said that, so I don't she's know.
1: just like, oh wow, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Sinatra, did you say Sinatra? Oh okay, like she has no idea.
2: Well, I I wonder if she is familiar with John. If she's 21 I got years the vibe old, she didn't know who John <laughs> yeah. Mayer was even.
0: Yeah, I yeah think because that's possible let alone there are
1: two kinds of there are two kinds of contestants, right? There's the contestant that well, I don't even know if they exist on the show, but you know, the person who's like studied music theory and has taken quite a bit of courses in college, maybe they would to like Berkeley school of music. And then you have the person that performs in their bedroom and lip syncs. And those two contestants have to be together. That is a funny element in itself, right? So she is the girl who's 21 and fancies herself a singer, probably has never performed in front of a live crowd and doesn't know how to read music. And she's with this guy who has probably uh, memorized the song notes in the back of, you know, the album and knows every single note. And of course, knew the names of the producers. And they are thrust into this romantic situation. I mean, he's only been on the show for 24 hours, and he's been drinking the Kool-Aid. So he's like, She's hot. This could be the woman of my dreams. But then once he's had a couple like you know, moments of oxygen, he's going to go, "This idiot doesn't even know how to sing an F sharp. Why <laughs> yeah. am I with her?" So it's pretty funny.
2: I when they definitely started singing, I got the vibe he felt, "Oh man, I'm a way better singer." And he was. And he was. She was not. That was my next question. Do you think he was a good singer?
1: He was okay. I mean, do we think that he's going to win American Idol? God help us no. No way in hell. Was he okay? Yeah, sure. He could win Battle of the Bands at, you know, uh, some regional high school in the Midwest. Maybe. Sure. Why not? Do I think he's going to get a recording contract? God help me no. He's going to realize that he's a reality TV personality and the subcategory is singer. He is not a singer who happened to be on a reality show. It's the it's the first. So, uh, do I think she's going to have a career? God help us. No. I mean, she was totally nervous, but besides that, I, it, listen. I have a degree in armchair psychology. I had an older sister who was a music <laughs> performance major. I mean, I, I I know a little bit about a little bit. I don't think that that girl could win any contest.
2: She definitely. They definitely didn't seem to have similar sounds at the very least. She sounded like she was singing a different song name. A B. <laughs> AB, I, thought- I want your impressions because you, AB Sneaky has a voice. It's a legend around Rose Cast Nation parts that AB can sing, but he never reveals it. <laughs> what did you think of these two?
0: I thought they were trash, Rem. Here's Even the thing. Even Ryan. Even Ryan. The oh, thing about geez. Ryan is. Tough crowd. And I've, I've watched a lot of reality TV music competitions, so I consider myself, I can speak to this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. When you're singing someone else's song, you don't want to sound exactly like that person. Exactly. He was doing a John Mayer Rip off. you know, yep. in, impersonation. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. tried to sound exactly like him. You want to sound original and make the song your own because you're never gonna. He's not gonna. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna sound better no. than John Mayer doing John Mayer. Ryan. No. You have to do something else. Mm-hmm. And she was just trash. She she doesn't have the she doesn't have the chops. Nope. Okay. So it's a bad combination.
1: Chopless. She was chopless. Chopless. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let me just delete my notes that say I think Ryan (laughs) Ryan can sing.
1: Ryan
0: sucks. (laughs) I don't
2: I don't know anything about pitch or any of that stuff. So I listen to the guy and I'm
0: like, this guy's the real deal. What you need to watch for is these people changing the songs a little bit to make it their own. Mm. It can't just be, you know, this guy sounds like this guy so that he's he's good. Like he yeah, he sounded a little like John Mayer. Singing a John Mayer song, but he's not going to wow. be better than John Mayer, so that's not what you should go for.
1: That's like the person that sings Whitney Houston in an American Idol edition. Exactly, you're a goddamn moron, or the person that's like, "This is my original song," and then take out a, like a Casio keyboard. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rim. <Rem>. I'm on <laughs> the outside here. <laughs> it's, it's
2: completely. It's like, guy guys got good pipes. I don't know. I don't know
0: (laughs) anything about fine. He's fine. He'd be a, like, if he was at karaoke, he'd be fine.
1: Quality sleep is
2: essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? All right, next question then. Jamie was nervous, like, oh, I'm a country pop singer. I don't, I can't do this John Mayer, well, yeah, (laughs) in quotes, but I, I can't do this John Mayer song. Kate, do you care or would you like to know as a viewer what genre? The people specialize in, or what instrument they play, because to me that seems like that would be more helpful to us as viewers than their job descriptions. Because I don't know what half of these people do, you know.
1: I also think that this show, and I think uh, there's an element of humor to it. Uh, The producers are like winking at you, like this is this person's ridiculous. So I agree with you. They should have opened up and said, "My name is Jamie. I'm from blah blah town. I don't play any instruments. However, I fancy myself a country pop artist." My favorite song is whatever. And here's a little clip. That would be great. That, that's like yeah. cliff notes. And we can quickly get Absolutely. up to speed. But I think that they're more interested in, will this person make out with this person on stage when they have to perform, you know, in a, in a forest in front of Rachel and Caitlin? That's what I think they're most concerned about. But we as viewers are like, I'm not going to invest in this girl and whether she's going to have a career in music unless I, she gives me a little, you know, clip of her songs. Yeah.
2: Agreed. AB, anything else on that front? No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> 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 Let's, uh, I've said enough about him.
1: Oh my God. AB, A, I'm so excited for you to watch song land. You have to tell me what you think.
0: I, I will do that. Was it the first episode last night?
1: Yeah, it was last. Last night was the first one. Lady okay. Ante- Antebellum was the, yeah, I love you. It was good.
2: Biggest shock of this episode so far is that AB had not seen that show. That Stunned me when
0: you said I that. I am quickly. I fancy myself as a reality TV expert, and I'm quickly realizing after talking to Kate, I don't know shit about the subject. The knowledge I <laughs> don't know yeah. shit. I didn't. I've never even no. heard of Soundland. She's also mentioned a couple other shows I've never heard of. I don't know shit. Uh, so <laughs> there was a moment here when Kate put everything into
2: the context of the greater reality TV world, and I was intimidated. I got to be honest. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like, Way, frankly, <laughs> there's more. There's more out there. All right. Um. Let's quickly talk about. Matt and his dates, if you want to call it that. Yeah. What are your impressions of Matt? Because he seemed to be the most desired male in the house. Would you say?
1: Um, I don't know if that's true. I feel like a lot of the girls are gunning for Trevor. Um, by the way, did you see Ooh. the video that Reality Steve posted yesterday? Somebody gave to him months ago with Trevor in an elevator. Did you Kate. See? Yeah,
2: we are firmly anti-bachelor spoiler on this show. So reality Steve is muted oh, on okay. our well, social media accounts. Yeah. I have never seen I haven't it's been years since I saw anything he put out. But this doesn't seem like a spoiler. And no, I don't not. care about spoilers for this show. So oh, yeah, go ahead. yeah no
1: it's not a spoiler <laughs> at all. But he just basically said this is who this guy is. So he, somebody had sent him this video and Trevor's in an elevator and he's rubbing at his nose in a very interesting oh, way that I think people need to view for themselves. Folks. And then he talks about how he's going out with his friends and he's going to get a buck. He said a bucket of pussy, like he's oh, yeah, oh,
2: Trevor. So,
1: so I thought that was very interesting. So I think that um, he has showed up for this show and and said to himself. I am going to be the jed of the show. I am going to win the whole thing. People might not like me in the end, but I will use it as a platform to perhaps get some sort of, you know, other opportunity. I, I think he is, I think the girls are swooning over him because he's like playing it. He's, I think he's like a soap opera actor that was never hired by Bold and the Beautiful. You know what I mean? And then Matt, I feel like there's a producer that's whispering in his ear telling him. You have the look that we've been looking for. Like he thinks He's got the look. he does. No he He's got the he look. thinks he is like so hot. And I, and it's kind of <laughs> so like <do> <laughs> it's like people trapped in a prison almost. I mean, they they lose any sense of normalcy. So they don't have access to a phone, they can't watch uh, television, they can't read a book, they're isolated, and then the producers are telling them all the time, We have scoured the country. And these people know you, they understand your world because they're as incredibly talented as you are. And we want you to walk out of this with the greatest love of your life. And I know you don't believe it now, but 24 year old, um, Rudy has, has been looking for someone like you her whole life. And so after two hours, he's like, let's go in a hot tub. Let's do this thing. And she wouldn't kiss somebody. He was like, fine, I'm moving on to another girl and it made that woman go absolutely batshit crazy and i think that's what they want is for people to go absolutely crazy and i think he has believed himself to be somebody who should be a movie star at some point like i am so good looking i i have so much talent and of course these women are fighting over me. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, I'm looking it around at the talent pool right now and Sheridan, you think anyone is going to go for Sheridan? I mean, you can tell he lives out of a car. Point. So <laughs> that's what I think was kind of like going on.
2: Speaking of Matt and Rudy, there was a point later on, you mentioned the hot tub scene, but later he gets the date card and they, he interviews two people. Unlike what Ryan did. Ryan would just ask Jamie right straight up. Yep. Matt asked set Mel down talked about it blah blah blah. then rudy rudy says i would love to go on a date with you and matt is shown saying nothing of the sort okay (laughs) um then matt asks mel goes in front of the group and asks mel to go on the date and rudy is livid like you mentioned now i wondered is rudy just off her rocker for claiming that matt basically promised her the date or kate do you think that occurred and they chose not to show it because it's funnier to portray Rudy that way.
1: I think it's a bit of both. I remember I okay. uh, I interviewed Deanna. Do you remember Deanna Stagliano? Deanna Pappas. And she, remember ah. she get, got engaged to Brad Momac. Do you remember that years ago on The Bachelor? Yes. Okay. So she told <laughs> me that when he, so he's the, the bachelor that didn't end up proposing to anybody. He was like, it turns out like, mm-hmm. I don't feel it. So sorry. So she told me what actually had happened was the night before he said, you're the one we're going to be together forever. Um, I've, you know, I can't imagine anybody else. And then she shows up the next day, ready to get engaged. And he's like, sorry, can't do it. I think that stuff happens all the time. I think he was like, you've got it. You got this in the bag. It's going to be you and me to the end. And then they edit that out and they make it, her look crazy because when they introduced her to the show, What do they show? Her saying, I've dated every guy in LA. My husband's like, well, okay, so what? She's a floozy? Like, that's what we've concocted from this. So (laughs) she kind of, like, laid it out there from the beginning, and now they want her to play out this narrative as a lunatic who's, like, totally, like, obsessed with being with somebody. And
2: and, She was talking to herself in the mirror in her intro. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. So she's
1: pegged as the crazy one. So, of course, they're not going to include the footage where he's a jackass, and he's like – it's you and me forever. Absolutely. This date is going to are going to set the night on fire. No, they're not going to include that. They want her to look even more crazy than she probably is.
2: I had a feeling that was just so outrageous of her to think, to claim that he said that when nothing even close to that was shown. I had a feeling something
0: else was <laughs> right. going on there, AB. AB, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I personally, if I was Matt, because even him later, hes he says to her, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't. I didn't promise you anything. Like I, I, I don't. I have a hard time believing either of them. I don't know what to believe in yeah. that scenario because they're both seem literally completely opposite of each other on how their conversation went prior.
1: Imagine what it's like for them, though. I mean, those three girls: Mel, uh, the the Mormon, Brielle, or something, and then Julie, Julia, who looks like the pageant contestant. They're all sitting there, and they have the same conversation over and over. Like, I don't know. Who do you want to choose? Now, I interviewed an old editor of The Bachelor, and he said that he had to look through hours and hours of footage of them talking at the mansion and that most of their conversations are, so what kind of lip gloss do you use? (laughs) And do you use self-tanner? They have to push them to have those conversations because otherwise they would talk about dumb stuff all the time. So they have those three girls sitting there. Well, okay. Can you guys talk about which person that you're feeling? And so, I mean, they probably had that conversation for 15 minutes and they probably pushed them. Okay, keep talking about it. Keep talking about it.
2: I believe it. You can kind of tell when they have to awkwardly segue into discussing the the issues at hand rather than... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, I do know one thing, AB. The Plain White Tees got absolutely shafted on this episode. They got maybe 30 seconds of screen time and no name on the screen, so... Tough scene for the plain white tees.
0: <laughs> I had to go back and check if I had missed something on this date. I know there was so little Nothing shown happened. from the Matt and what's your name? Uh Mel. Mel, yes. Yeah. I had to go back and check to see if I'd missed the entire date, if I'd accidentally skipped past it or something like that.
2: Kate, here's a behind the scenes E question. Are the acts who appear on The Bachelor who are not so much on this show, but in general, famously like C-list acts. Are they paid for their appearances or is it, is the, I mean, obviously for
1: no, no.
2: arts going on the bachelor mm-hmm. is like the biggest possible thing they could do, right?
1: No, it's like, why don't you come on the show? You can play this, your new song. Um, and because yeah. of it, you're going to get all of this exposure. Even the, so I live in Newport beach, California and the city of Newport beach did a deal with the bachelor where they came and they actually paid the bachelor Like I can't, the the price was crazy. Like, because it's their way of showcasing their city. So when they say Mm. things like, we're here in Topeka and you know what? (laughs) There's no better place to fall in love than Topeka. It's because Topeka paid them a God, like you can't even imagine how much money to come. And then they feel like they have to play it up to, to justify getting payment from the city so it's the same thing with the musical acts where they usually try to choose people who are on the cusp of something and give them that opportunity because all of the other uh, artists would require payment
2: that makes sense the the most notorious examples of that are obviously cleveland and (laughs) richmond virginia um those were hard sells (laughs) moving along to the the end of the show the cocktail party if you want to call it that this was up until this point i thought the show from the lens of someone who was skeptical of it which a lot of our listeners were it it was probably fine up until this point but the cocktail party kind of devolved into worst case scenario (laughs) nightmare situation with guys literally performing songs in hopes of getting a rose. Uh <laughs> Sheridan sang to Julia, who had previously been making out with Josh. So gross. He's like, hey, inter- interrupt you and sing my original song. Uh Trevor sang Slow Dancing in a burning room to Jamie, which then she is now torn between the two guys who had performed John Mayer songs in her presence. Um, <laughs> and then Matt, previously the hot commodity goes crawling back to Rudy because the date that they didn't show anything of was a dud and Mel is not interested mm-hmm. and Rudy lets him have it. Is that a decent summary of the cocktail party?
1: Beautifully, beautifully okay. put together. Yes. It's a great assessment. <laughs> uh, I, I just kept thinking how uncomfortable I would be if somebody was singing to me. Uh, also, the idea yeah. of two out-of-work singers dating each other. Like, who's going to have the retirement <laughs> That's kind
2: of the elephant in the room, isn't is it? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Who's going
1: to pay the rent? Who's going to pay the electric bill? Like, somebody's got to get a real job.
2: I imagine walking by a room, you know, you got a cocktail in your hand, just kind of hanging out and walking by a room and seeing an empty room with two people, you know, Sheridan singing a song for Julia. Like, Oh, you got a tiptoe. Don't want to ruin the, the vibe.
0: Right? Let me keep on walking. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also Julia, does she know that he lives out of a car? At what point does he tell her that? And he, by the way, he lives out of a Subaru. It's like,
2: It's all about the vibes, Kate. Just can you woo me with the sounds of your sultry voice? And Sheridan
1: did. There's something that we forgot to mention is like The Bachelor, they put their their jobs on the bottom of the screen and some of them were pretty funny. Like Trevor was a social marketing manager, I think. And then they claim that Ryan was an ophthalmologist technician. I'm like, do we believe that? I you think they're showing Ryan. He, he's the.
2: I think they want Ryan to be because I was impressed by that job title. I've never heard before. I was like, "Dang, Ryan!" <laughs> I think they want him to be the A. I have a feeling they want him to be the A guy for the whole season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do,
2: yeah. do you agree or disagree, Kate?
1: Yeah, because they think that we've got the poor man's John Mayer. I mean, his teeth yeah. are a little bit jagged, but he's a poor man's John John Mayer. And then, <laughs> and then all the girls think he's sweet and he will agree to do anything that we want. And so, yeah, of course, Um, he's perfect. And yeah, they're trying to make it look like he's actually smart, which we know is probably not true.
0: Well, I like him. (laughs) I all think right. he sucks, and I don't want him on all my right, screen much right. longer, Rib. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not good. just yeah, need You're like in there. trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble, AB. If that's the case,
1: AB, when he started when he started singing "Gravity," did the hairs like they, they lifted off the back of my neck? But not because <laughs> I thought he was great, but no, because I was creeping me out. No. There's no. this great word in the urban dictionary. It's fontrum, f o n t r u m. It's when you have like a shame attack from afar. You're you have embarrassment <laughs> and shame from afar. for them. Yes, cringing and. And that was yeah. a font You're like, you're not Agreed. John Mayer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in front of all those other people who are, you like know, John accomplished Mayer <laughs> in their fields. He's singing John Mayer in front of them, trying to be John Mayer. It's just a- humiliating for him.
1: Oh, wait, one other thing about that moment that I was funny, thought was funny at Capitol records. So they walk into the room and you can tell that Jamie is like, is, doesn't know jack squat about anybody in the music industry. And she said, oh my gosh, hi. And then the guy has to explain, you probably have no idea who I am because I work in the background for John Mayer, but she was pretending that she knew who he was. And then he said, oh, and here's the producer. You must know blah, 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 blah. And Ryan's like, of course I know blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? And Jamie's like, okay, uh, all right. (laughs) She's like, does anybody know Haley Bieber? Like what, what?
2: (laughs) In retrospect, maybe that date did not go as swimmingly as I <laughs> perceived it to be.
0: <laughs> At one point, I was you looking into the- out of that date thinking true love had sparked between two talented love, artists. Because
2: I- No, no, no. I thought- <laughs> i thought um ryan realized i'm the big dog here she's she can't hang with me but i also was looking at the producer guys at one point and the musicians being like man i bet they're impressed by ryan <laughs> what?
1: Oh my Singing god, this. No. like dang
2: ryan's killing it let's see what the john mayer guy thinks
1: that's what i thought <laughs> oh my god no they put on there afterwards they're like he's a loser he's you
2: should have saw like, this yeah.
0: shit that this guy just tried to do
2: make sure the check clears chris harrison <laughs> exactly All right, uh quickly rose <laughs> oh, first, Chris Chris uh, has one piece of advice for the ladies giving out roses. Listen to your
0: heart. I like that. Oh <laughs> I loved it. I'm not sure how they would roomed like and they, erupt and in, a, and in a movie when they say the title of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, always, yeah. it's always a big moment. It
1: would have been better so, if he did more of the lyrics. Like he just he went through going. and read them <laughs> yeah. as if they were his own thoughts. That would have been way that more funny.
0: Uh,
2: Savannah? Gave her rose to Brendan uh, she, Notable <laughs> because she had to pin his rose on his. He was wearing a winter jacket For some reason it was a legit satin
0: <laughs> The outfits
1: Damn are all jacket. over the place All over In the place the show, all, all, over. Over. all over the place
2: Mel went with Gabe I didn't know who Gabe was Nope
1: I didn't no know who Gabe was I was like who's that guy
0: Yeah, They, they didn't um, It was too much of a few annoying people for my taste, <laughs> what, Jamie, sense, what did you?
2: What does that mean? They, they, they showed f- sh- three fourths ah. of the
0: episode was like Jamie, and yes, I didn't. Agreed. I didn't prefer her being on my screen, and I missed out on all these other people, including four people that went home. I didn't. The only one I knew was the the. we there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Becca gave her roast to Danny. I had to look both of them up. Uh, Bree and Chris, they might get married, in my opinion. Keep what? The, keep tabs on those two keep that's budding eyes, romance keep your eyes on <laughs> budding uh, Cheyenne gave her rose to Matt completely out of nowhere we haven't even seen Cheyenne let alone heard her name or heard her speak so I would posit that that's a producer pick they have to keep Matt <laughs> Julia to Sheridan she did not seem too enthused about it um, I found it funny when someone sometimes when I rewatch the episodes on the computer I have my headphones on you can like hear more so when they walked into the waiting room, someone goes, "Ah, she listened to her heart." Oh <laughs> Very my funny. God. It was dead serious. I thought it was great. Oh wow, she listened to her heart. Wow, nice. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Jamie gave her rose to Trevor, which shocked. Shocking America, Shocking. I would say. I think Jamie's going to be all over this place, all over the place this season. That's She's
1: like, I'm just so me. confused. I'm like, why? It's not that big of a deal. I'm just like. <laughs> pretend yeah. to like somebody for five minutes and give him a rose what's the problem and here
0: move on Yeah, <laughs> i
2: i did not i thought you know the story you told about trevor surprised me because he struck me as milk toast
1: well kind of nothing yourself. going on
2: yeah okay. he's
1: playing a part playing a part
2: spoiler alert kate <laughs>
1: No spoilers. No spoilers.
2: Ru- Could you imagine if Kate just let a spoiler slip? I just, I'd throw my.
1: No, <laughs> We should have established no,
2: no. that earlier in the no. in the show. Rudy gave hers to Ryan, which is obviously also a producer pick. You can't let knockoff John Mayer go undrafted. No. The f- oh, I love and, you know, the and I love
1: that these shows where they do this, like Bachelor in Paradise, it's like. Yeah oh, why don't we... uh, I'm going to give you my rose. You're like, there's no way in hell you would ever make out with them. That is a mercy rose. Yeah, that was a mercy rose. You haven't talked...
0: They didn't talk. Those two didn't talk. Well,
2: it makes sense given the people who didn't get roses. (laughs) Um, Three people who were not named at any point, I don't think, and definitely didn't have any lines or many. Josh, Jack, and Russell, and then the infamous Michael Todd. Like I said, not an intense rose ceremony because it was like... I don't care if Michael Todd stays or goes, you know what I mean? Right. It didn't matter to me.
1: They need to, they need to swap out some fresh meat and make like blow the, blow the, everyone's hair back.
2: How many people do you think are coming? Unless you know the actual answer I don't, you I actually don't. are guessing. Well, okay. I don't
1: know the answer, but I do know that they're, that they're going to bring new people on. And I think that that's a, a better element. You can't yeah. dwindle it down like Baxter in paradise. You have to have fresh people coming all the time, like love Island. So people go crazy.
2: What did you guys think of the waiting room? I thought this was a nice little wrinkle that they should include in Bachelor in Paradise because, number one, you get the footage of the people speculating, and then you get the lines like, wow, they listen to their heart. And two, (laughs) you get the dramatic shot when there's only, you know, there's four guys left or whatever, five guys left and no women. It's just kind of a lonelier shot of the remaining people. I like the waiting room.
1: I like it. It was a good element. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I do think what would make the show better is if at the end, Chris Harrison is in a velvet smoking jacket with a pipe. It's like some <laughs> smoke in the background. But when he doesn't just say, listen to your heart, he says the lyrics. So it's, it's, it's a listen to your heart when he's calling for you. Listen to your heart when there's nothing else you can do. But then he says, I don't know where you're going and I don't know why, but listen to your heart before you <laughs> tell him goodbye. And then he just walks off.
2: If there's any show that Chris Harrison should have a longer leash to get to do stuff like that. It's definitely this one. Okay. I have a feeling he was, I have a feeling this only exists because he likes old romantic rock ballads from the eighties. I think that's like the main reason <laughs> the show exists and he likes to listen to your heart songs. Shoot. That's why this is here.
1: Oh, but they're so sick of the song now. Oh my God. They're like, if I listen to that goddamn song one more time,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a quick, a couple more questions for EK, and then a mailbag question for our listeners. We'll start with that. The mailbag question for next week. Seven, seven, three, two, three, four, seven, seven, nine, four. Only if you watched it, we want your general opinion of the show, of course, good or bad. But especially if you didn't like it, I would like to know why specifically you were less so much less enthused by this episode than any other flagship premiere. Do you know what I mean? It seemed to me to have a lot of the same elements with music thrown in. So I just, I would like to know why people hate the show so much, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kate, final thoughts and A.B., do you want more or less of the music going forward as a as a viewer, your preference?
1: Um, I don't really care about the long-winded performances, but I do think it's very funny to see them sing to each other because I think they're secretly judging each other. Right, I think they're yeah. they like, oh my god, he just sang sharp, like and like. Yeah. I would like to see those moments where one of their eyebrows goes up, or you could tell that someone's clenching their butt cheeks because they're like, oh god, that's so bad.
2: I like I said, I had that feeling with Ryan and Jamie. He kind of winced a little bit when she started. <laughs> um, I have a question here: Are any musicians going to come out of this? I think I know your
0: twos. No, hold on, that <laughs> hold up, Rim. I'm not out on everybody. There's a give me okay. somebody you got your eye on. I don't know his name. Okay, <laughs> it's the uh, the black guy that uh I don't know. Who. Chris, maybe? Uh, not Gabe. He's the guy that's always in the common area playing a that's different Chris. instrument. That's
1: Chris. That's Chris. Yeah, Chris. He's yeah. got
0: some talent. It's every yeah, single cutscene. It's like yeah, Chris yeah. is playing mm-hmm. a new instrument and playing it well. So that guy's got some talent. I'm excited to see some more from him.
1: But I don't think that he's going to put an album out. I think he'll no, just- No, none of he, these people are going to s- be- He'll become <laughs> a, like, everyone's going to want to interview him because he's kind of under like under the radar. So he knows where all the bodies are buried and he can also play the tambourine. So it's he brings a lot to the table.
2: Uh, Kate, are you in or out for the rest of the season? Or are you going to keep watching?
1: I'm going to keep watching because I think it is enormously funny.
2: Okay. That's good. That's you know. That's good enough.
0: Yeah. A, B. I, I was delight. I was surprised a little bit, and okay. um, in a good way. Yeah. I thought it was care to I, elaborate on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just collecting my thoughts here, but bas- it's back. Basically, Bastard in paradise. It's quicker. It's only going to be six episodes. Six episodes. And yeah. I like the the singing portions and. I thought it was going to be more ridiculous. It, it's sticking more to the Bachelor yeah. in Paradise format. Um, I know none of these people are probably going to come out of this as couples or as singer-songwriters in any way. But it does seem it's it's more serious than I thought it was going to be, which I like. To, to
2: our knowledge, there's no incentive to win necessarily. Is there monetary, right? I mean, it's just you want to be on the show longer.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a rip off. In the old old days, they'd say, and you could win a $100,000 record contract, which by the way, yeah. is like a horrible deal. <laughs> like horrible. <laughs> and
2: we and own you know, all, all your output for the rest of your yeah, life. Perpetuity. Like, oh
1: my God, this is incredible deal. They don't even say that, which is kind of funny. But you know what I did think in the beginning? How pissed are the contestants from Peter the pilot season? Because somebody like Jamie would be up for the next Bachelorette. Because of this show, and that is a good thing that comes out of it, is that it it, it makes the the contestants of the typical uh, bachelor bachelorette shows sweat bullets. Now they're they, they all kind of were skating on the hope that they would if they're the backup, you know. If they're, they're ideally they're the number two choice, so they get their own show, and that puts a this puts a wrench in their plans.
2: Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think there's going to be a lead to emerge from a series like this?
0: It's possible. Mm-hmm. I told I think I told you that in the regular when the regular yeah, season was to watch out for one of these people that we hadn't seen yet. And I think especially they'll be invited to Bachelor in Paradise if that, you know, if
1: Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be when that they're going to be back. so they're going to be so pissed off. The people that were on the traditional show, they're going to be a, there. There's going to be a whole hierarchy. Like you're not legit because you were only on 6 episodes of the singing show and we we had to handle Eight weeks with this gross guy named Peter that none of us wanted to bang, but we all wanted to be the bachelorette. So you didn't—you don't deserve to be here like we do.
2: It's like when a sophomore gets called up to varsity and takes a senior spot, and he's like, "Dude, this was my year."
1: Yep. Oh my god. Well done. Yes. Great analogy. Yes. (laughs) It was fine. Wasn't that good? Very good. Yes. Precisely.
2: All right. Last question. This is for AB because. In general, he doesn't watch the previews for the flagship series because they're riddled with spoilers, as we know. And A.B., I want to know, did you watch the previews? I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. End
0: of question. Yes, I watched him for this. Okay. I watched him for this. It looks like they're all getting on tour buses at some point and going on the road. (laughs) I I couldn't tell what the the hell was going on, but it's still it's confusing to me on what the premise of the show is and what's the end result. I was confused when they were bringing people in. Are they going to be doing this throughout this? So many questions from watching that. I got more questions than answers. Uh,
2: Kate, last question for you that just came to my head. Do you know anything about why this mansion was the old bachelor mansion on steroids?
1: Oh, well, I think it's a logistical problem because the old mansion probably only had five or six bedrooms and you could have four contestants in a room with bunk beds. And now you have- Logistical issues with men and women in a house. There's probably some issues about separation. You can't have like certain people, like a number of people bunked up in one room. They're older contestants. I think that there's a whole layer of logistics that came into play.
2: Okay. I'm an idiot for not thinking of that. But yeah, you don't want them having to, you know, share bathrooms, 20 people in for the long haul.
1: There's got to be some like legal issues, like underlying. Like somebody from legal was like, you got to get a bigger house and some more bathrooms.
2: Well, I was just hoping that they found a new bachelor mansion, and this was it, because this one's way better, I got to tell you.
1: And now, it did kind of strike me. I'm like, is this a home, an inn, or a polygamous ranch?
2: It was a compound. It was the biggest private residence, I imagine, in the Pacific time zone. It was enormous.
1: Yeah, it looked <laughs> like it was towards the desert. I don't think that was anywhere near L.A.,
2: well, we don't know any better. You could have told us that was 10 minutes from downtown. <laughs> wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, Kate, um, go ahead, plug your show again. We appreciate you coming on. Thank Give you. Give us the big finale.
1: So Reality Life with Kate Casey, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, um, you can get in my Facebook group, Reality Life with Kate Casey, Twitter at Kate Casey, Instagram at Kate Casey CA. And I have a Patreon page, Kate Casey for bonus episodes as well. And they will be on my show what was it ne- no? Yeah, next week reviewing yeah, the new week. Netflix show. So it will be.
2: Oh, us! Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> next- <laughs> I was like, "Who's they?"
1: <laughs> so next next Wednesday's episode, they will be on, and you know, you'll be laughing just as. Oh, you know what? You guys are in the same episode as um, the new Real Housewife of New Jersey or New New York. Sorry, New York.
2: Okay, that's actually very exciting because I caught myself watching that show, even though I hate it. <laughs> but she looks ready to stir it up. Yeah. I got to tell you, AB, she and the Countess are going to go head to head.
1: Head to head. So you are going to be in Leah's episode.
2: That's kind of exciting. I got a smile on my face. Yeah. I got to tell you. it's going to be good. Thanks again, Kate. We will speak with you next week.
1: Did, Can't wait. wait, dare I say award-winning episode? We don't have any awards, but if there was yeah, an do award. they give out awards? No, but... <laughs> But to me it is. But to me it will be. I'm the
0: excited. Number
2: one, yeah, the number one uh, Kate Casey episode featuring the male interracial best friend duo, also with the new New York housewife. Perfect. Number one.
1: Number
2: one. All right. Thanks, Kate.
1: Thank you, guys.